Welcome to We Are Something Else Tonight Award Tour. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 22. Ooh. It's like... It was like a Rick Ross. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 22. I mean, we've been putting out... I think last past couple weeks we've been putting out great material. Yeah. Uh, episode 20 was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Episode 21 was, was I think, was a great follow-up. Yeah. So if you haven't checked us out yet, episode 20... We had uh, our fellas from the OT show come in, and we just just Chopped vibed all up. night off of off of chemistry. Yeah, it was great chemistry. And then last week we um, did our outdoor show. Yeah, uh, we we took it up to Vermont <laughs> to the to the Gold Shaw Farms. Yep. Uh, so if you haven't checked that episode out, please check that out. Us, it's a great inspirational story about a guy who had pretty much lived in the city for last past. Basically, his entire, oh, his entire life, life suburbs yeah. of city, and then just up and rerouted to a 160 plus acre farm. Mm-hmm. And all he knows about farming up to this point is two years. Before, even he studied yeah. for two years about farming up until he bought it. So, yeah. Yeah. shout out to Morgan, shout out to uh, Eric, shout out to Grayson. To Grayson. Um, so, it's just us in here tonight, fellas. Yeah. yeah. Um, we definitely gonna do this off the whim. So, <laughs> but let's, let's just get to it. So, um, CB, how are you? Uh, tired, but I mean, just is what it is right now. Is what it is. Superfly? Hey, I'm good, man. Yeah, I think everybody in this room right now could it's just, gas, right? <laughs> just cut everything off and just go home and go to bed. Yeah. But, uh, let's push through. Yeah. Um, so let's talk quick headline. We'll, we'll talk about Trump and Putin's meeting. <laughs> um, is the, is the world not yet? I mean, have we not had enough of Trump? Is, is the world laughing at us all the way now? They're Absolutely. totally laughing exactly. at us, man. They had a the what, Trump like baby? that parade float <laughs> baby joint. Golly. That was London, right? I think so. Apparently, that that Trump baby balloon is going on a tour like the um, Stanley Cup. <laughs> they were talking about this morning bringing it to Jersey. Somebody's going to bring it over to Jersey, and they're going to have it part of a parade there or something. Dang dog. Ugh. But so this whole for the last past year, we've been hearing about. Russia tapping into our, our voting mm-hmm. and, and and rigging our voting, right? Um, so finally, Trump and Putin have a sit down. And everybody was waiting for him to, I guess, grill Putin and or put him on the spot and ask him. He's like, yo, so about this voter rigging thing. Did you guys have anything to do with that? He's like, no. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> what? I saw They told me to ask you. I know. Right. I knew that you did. Yeah, right. I just figured. I, I just gotta yeah. ask. It's on this piece of paper. But, I saw this meme where it was of Princess Leia, and yeah. I, a lot of people know I'm a Star Wars nerd, so this kind of stuff is very entertaining to me. Princess Leia, and she's like, I asked Darth Vader if he did it, and he said no. So he he didn't do it. Like, <laughs> come on, man. I was exactly. like, let somebody if. I could get away with that answer anytime somebody asks me. Anything, well, where you been all night? Nowhere. Oh, okay. Check this out, man. <laughs> this dude Trump took out two full full page ads and three different major newspapers 
for the Central Park Five who <laughs> didn't do, who were exonerated. Right. He still believes that they did it. <laughs> but then he takes Vladimir Putin's word. Right, off the break. <laughs> so, all right. What type of shit is this? Right, exactly. <laughs> you want to go shoot some pool or something like that? It's just, it just doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem right, man. What world are we right. living in right now? Like, and the, the saddest part, a lot of people believe that he could have a second term. Yeah. Which is hey. wild. You get out there and vote, man. It's also nothing. it's also wild for us because for where we live, and I mean it is kind of funny because I mean I'm I've said it before I'm a registered Republican mm-hmm. that didn't vote for him, and but we live in a very blue area, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of people that don't really know the perspective outside of where we live, mm-hmm. and so they're like, oh well, you know, how can it be? How can it be? Because there are pockets of the country, large pockets of the country. Where they're still just behind this guy for whatever reason. So, right. you know. Hey, that's that pocket that he dug it, he tapped into yeah. on mm-hmm. his his rallies, which he's still doing these rallies, which is crazy. It's almost like he's rallying now for his second term. I feel like that's a very common thing to do. Like, people get, it's, it's funny, you hear a uh, new president gets elected, and within the week of them getting elected, they're talking about, well, we got to do this to set up him for the second term. It's like, yeah, I haven't even had the, yeah, like, gone exactly. through the first term yet. All right, can we uh, get through the... But it's also, it's also wild because I was listening to this radio uh, show. I don't even know what it was. I think I was, um, I was driving back from somewhere, and I, was, you know, I just had to have something on. And they were talking about... There was like a book written about people that had voted for Obama and then flipped the script and voted for Trump instead of voting Demo- for, mm. for Democrats. And so it was, it, they were like talking about some of the, um, like the mentality and all that kind of stuff that went into it. And it was fascinating to me because some of these people called in to the radio show mm-hmm. and, you know, they're expressing like, that, you know, this is why, blah, blah, blah. This is why I still think, you know, like things can work and whatever. And it was just, it's just like a fascinating um, thing to hear because, like I said, being around the D.C. area, I don't know too many people that like flip flop voting for, you know, from Democrat to Republican or Republican to Democrat. Like that. I was going to say this. I know growing up. Uh, before we you pay attention to politics, you you, know, you have to take government in school and you have to learn the different branches and, you know, who has power over what and who can pass the bill, who has to, mm. you know, sign it off or whatever. Checking and balances. Right. And you you always follow what your parents tell you. Because most of us at a young age, we don't dig into politics. That's not what we're thinking about. You know, it's, it's almost like the fight. Tyson versus Holyfield or, you know, you already got to decide who you're going to pick. And is there any convincing that this other person cannot can beat this other person? Right. And in your heart, you'd be like, nobody's going to beat Tyson. Yeah. Ty- you know, nobody, nobody's going to beat Tyson. And so when you Vandy, get to... Vander's Hol- Holyfield, his ears are impenetrable. Right. <laughs> so then you get to this whole Democrat Republican thing and they make it seem like these guys absolutely hate each other. They're going to get up there and I'm going to tell the worst thing I can tell about this person. They're going to tell the worst thing I can tell about that person. And at the end of the day, they paint the picture or they make it seem like they all go their separate ways. You're going to hang out the Democrat bar. You're going to hang out the Republican bar. I'm going to smoke these Democrat cigars. I'm going to smoke these Republican cigars. But nobody realizes at the end of the day, they're all friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're all friends. It's just wear different colors. Someone say they wear different colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like you're taught again. I don't know how if it was for you, um, Superfly. Mm-hmm. If if before you did your research, if you're taught, no, I gotta do, I gotta vote Democrat this way because Dem, you know, this is everybody for Democrat is looking out for me, and mm-hmm. everybody Republican is just they're they're about this way. Like so, in, in our in our lifetime, who we've had, I, we've I, I mm-hmm. barely remember Reagan. I mean, yeah. I guess Carter was around, but Reagan, yeah, Reagan Bush. I remember Reagan. Uh, a little bit. I remember Bush, first Bush, mm-hmm. and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I know." I remember Desert Storm happened under him. Mm-hmm. You're like, "Okay," and I really didn't at that point was young. I didn't follow the oil and follow the money. Mm-hmm. After Bush, you had Clinton, mm-hmm. so that's when you, you start paying. T- oh, Clinton is you know he's this young guy. He's playing a saxophone in Arsenio. You know the dog pound is behind him, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yo, okay, this is what Democrats are all about." But now you don't. At this point, you just know you're supposed to like this guy, mm-hmm. but. 
in the real in in reality now you find out Clinton put away more black people than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's, it's, then, just, it's wild, man. Right. It's absolutely wild. And then you have the second Bush after. Is that mm-hmm. who came out? Yeah. After, mm-hmm. yeah. After Clinton. After Clinton, you had the second Bush. And then you're like, okay, here we go. The world's going to be set back because Republicans want, all want to put us back to slavery. At least it's the mentality of how, I'm assuming, black people feel about Democrats Republicans. Mm-hmm. And you're just like... I don't I don't think we ever really felt like that when Bush got in the office. It was more, it was more just feeling like, oh, A, something crazy happened in Florida... Oh yeah, that's right. The you recount. didn't really win the election. That's right. The at least the first one was it the hanging chads or yeah, whatever exactly. they were calling it. Um, so the recount, the five five hundred thirty eight votes, and Gore right? just gave yeah, up, right? Exactly. Um, the Supreme Court, you know, right. ruled that you know he actually won. The um, but I think people were just more so dismayed by just what happened. But then remember, like nine eleven came shortly after that. Yeah. So you didn't have much time to really. You know what I mean? Wallow in that. And that's true. I don't think I, I think black people probably up until Obama felt like we were just powerless in this whole thing. Right. We're kind of just pawns. And, you know, you what we do doesn't really sway anything. But right. then you saw what happened when we vote as a block. Right. You know, and we it, had Obama in office. I remember like I remember when in 2008 when in Clinton. Like I, I was, I was always politically active, and I voted ever since I was eighteen. Me too. And it would take like two minutes to go and vote. In two thousand eight, it took me four hours because that's wow. how many people. And and I went at five o'clock in the morning. Sheesh. There were people. There was at least three hundred people in line, ready to vote for Obama at five o'clock in the morning, dark outside, everything. <laughs> you know what I wow. mean? So, wow. and that was happening all over the place in black communities. Right. You know. And I think that, so under the second Bush, again, we had 9-11 happen. It kind of gave us some unity. But then also, I think it divided a lot of the people, too. Like, okay, well, this guy, yeah, I mean, he, he never came Bush. across as a, as a powerhouse. Yeah. Like, he, like he, he didn't know, it didn't seem like he knew what to do. Exactly. But that was the thing about Bush. It was more like he was likable, but he didn't seem like the, you know, the sharpest tool in the, right. in the tool shed, you right. know? Um, but at the same time, you know, compared to Trump, well, I'm about to say, yeah, yeah I'm, I, I'd rather <laughs> I have. Think that's, back I think that's hilarious. Like, right. I think that that's actually hilarious, based off of like all the clowning that yeah. you know W got, right. and then all of a sudden it's like, nah, man, it, things I really weren't all that bad, you know, compared to how it feels. Well, now. the thing, well, here's the thing. <laughs> actually, things were bad. Like, right, the, the right, economy right, was right. in free fall. 2007, yeah. you yeah. know, I mean, coming into the election uh, in 2008, people were, you know, saying Bush was worst president in history yeah. of presidents, right? Then, but but now, <laughs> right. it, but it seems it's just things are just so crazy now yeah. and just un. Uh, Everything seems like, it seems like a wrestling script. Dude, like it's just yeah. it's unpredictable what's yeah. going to happen. You you kind of have to. Not live in fear. You almost have to kind of live in fear because you don't know what. When you hear some jet scramble, I'm like, "Yo, what, yeah. what the hell is about to happen?" Because this guy has he has the button, <laughs> he has the codes, right? And uh, it could be somebody say something about his hands, and he exactly what he go blow him up. <laughs> exactly. Unless he's Vladimir Putin, there you go. exactly because <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he can do no wrong. <laughs> but Yo, he made fun of this dude. Has made fun of so many people. He made fun of the guy, um, the, the, the the vet. Like yeah. the the Purple Heart guy, right? Um, some special needs, the the, yeah. the a reporter that was special needs, right? Exactly. Women and, and out there grabbing them, you know. Exactly. And has nothing negative to say about the guy, <laughs> right? It's like some KGB wow. dude. Because right. I saw I saw a tweet where someone was pointing out they're like, if you guys think that all of these intelligence agencies are just lying. But somehow, Trump knows that, like he's just gonna side with Putin or whatever. When all these intelligence agencies are out here saying, like, we have proof, we have data, whatever, blah blah blah. Right. Like it's wild. Right. It's absolutely wild. Get the shaggy on him. <laughs> Wasn't me. <No. laughs> right. It's just, exactly. I didn't this, do it. And right. Mm-hmm. And the, so Bush W gave us eight years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obama gave us eight. I'm just, I'm just hoping Clinton that eight. huh Clinton had eight Clinton mm-hmm. had eight that's right the first Bush only had one mm-hmm. yeah 
So I'm I'm hoping that that we gotta we gotta brighten up as uh, the youth, the generation that's underneath us. They gotta be smart. They gotta. It may not be a Democrat or Republican office yeah. next term. It could be. I, like, I don't in, think in, that's a bad thing. In New York, well, the the young girl is. Sasio, she's like what twenty yeah. something, and mm-hmm. she beat mm-hmm. a long term yeah. um, like, person who a uh, Senate guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So change and change is definitely inevitable. We need it, um, but I, I think that the youth have to. Swear. I think we have to yeah. start paying attention. And I also think that there's something to. Like just how the party, like the two major parties themselves are run because there was a lot of stuff coming out about how like there they were the Democrats were actually pushing the whole Hillary thing, even though there was a lot of um, like voices from the actual Democratic Party being that didn't believe that she wasn't she wasn't the one. Do Do you think that the world is not ready for female to, I don't to think run the I think they're. I just don't think that they're ready for her. She has a lot of baggage. And mm-hmm. we actually. So um, while I was in uh, Miami this past weekend for that wedding, mm-hmm. one of the Uber drivers was a former uh, military dude who ran some security with the Secret Service or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he he never interacted directly with Hillary, but he was around her enough times. And heard enough of her own people talking trash about her mm-hmm. to know that like there's there's just something there. There's something there that just doesn't jive right with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's it's just it's just kind of wild. Like I mean you see her her public persona, yeah. and like it, you kind of get that. It's mm-hmm. like who's who actually like who's pushing this? Right. Um, because there was a lot of uh, talk. Uh, after she had gotten the nomination, whether people actually, you know, sided with Bernie or not, because yeah. there's still, you know, a lot of stuff that probably would have made a lot of people scared about him running the country too. But like, he would have been able to get more young people out there right. to to be behind him. Yeah. Instead he had of, the young vote. Instead of either not voting at all, which yeah. there were certainly a, a large group of people yeah. that did that, um, or voting third party. Right, right. Which Jill I mean, and- for me, I I was. I felt like, you know, if I was going to do anything, third party would be the way to go because I, I personally didn't feel like I could. And I wasn't just going to vote for Hillary Clinton just, cause just because I was not going to vote for Trump. So you're saying so. that this was the election Ross Perot was supposed to win. <laughs> well, they, I mean, the think about that, though. Like, that's how people say. I mean, that's how Clinton won because Perot jumped in and took away, and took took away Bush's votes. Right. Oh, for the second term. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, um I was I will say, um, off of a Dave Chappelle joke, um, he was saying that, you know, I don't I don't follow the politics. It's like, what does this person look like? It's the optics in me. He's like, I didn't necessarily like Clinton, but I saw him kiss that black baby, and I was like, he's got my vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I like that. It's powerful, man. Like I I think, and 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 it's really some of that stuff is really like surface. Yeah. Um, like I remember like Obama, man, before he um, when he was running for Congress, he was on MTV and he was talking about like Jay-Z and all this. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like to hear a politician say those things. You're like, no oh, matter how I identify with that. Exactly. I can connect with that. Exactly. Is that almost like your pastor talking about Jay-Z? Well, not really, because he was still I mean, he was probably like late 30s at that point. Yeah, well, he was there. just know? waiting for so, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Man. It was just like, oh, damn, this dude is actually and he wasn't just saying Jay-Z like he was quoting lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it was <laughs> and that just was... like, oh. <laughs> and so a lot of people I remember when I first heard his name and they were saying, oh, he's up and coming. He's not ready yet. Yeah. But I'd be damned if he ain't jump to the, the ballot the next, you know, the following mm-hmm. term whenever he could and they just they put him in and that was But it's it's just amazing just how how much we how much stock we put into things that probably don't matter. Right. But then they do subconsciously, you know, yeah. make you go, Oh, identify with him. Right. Yeah. That's that's the person I can vote for. Right. You know? And then that was I mean, we hadn't had too many can I mean, I remember Jesse ran in eighty eight. Eighty eight. Was that Bush? As, uh, yeah, Bush won. That was the first, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, no one really knew, thought Jesse could win that, but you know, whatever. It was you had to throw one out there. 
Um, well, he ran in the prime. He didn't run in the prime. He did, yeah, he lost. Dukakis. Yeah, and Dukakis mm-hmm. beat him. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Uh, yeah. Well, I couldn't vote, but I remember it that. was crazy. I couldn't vote. It's something strange. Like, all right, so I grew up in a. I don't. I think my dad was probably vote was registered Republican for maybe like the for most of the eighties, and and I think maybe switched during um, when Jesse ran so he can vote for Jesse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my mom has always been Democrat. I grew up in a house. My both of my parents were for the federal government, so we ah. would watch Sunday shows. You know what I mean? I was kind of always around around that stuff. Um, but as a kid, like I didn't know what was going on. I just remembered like George Bush looked like a regular person, and Michael Dukakis just looked like a strange being. <laughs> and I, and they, on Nickelodeon, they had you had the ability to vote on Nickelodeon for he really? wanted to win the president, right? uh-huh. and I voted for George Bush. He just looks like he someone. Looks, exactly, he, <laughs> yeah. he looks like a regular person. This other guy looks weird. When you're, when you're a kid, looks. that's what that's matters, what matters exactly, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like picking your favorite team based off of the colors that they right. got, or something right. like that. You know. Right. And I don't even know. To this day, I still haven't researched much about like Michael Dukakis and whether or not he. I thought maybe he would have been I good for his, the country. His or not. sister was was an actress. Yeah. I yeah. just remember because uh, after that he disappeared. We heard anything else about him after right. that. It's just so I think that the thing that's kind of, you know, disappointing about politics and but I think it's probably changing now is just that you have so many people who are already powerful just kind of buying their way in and they have yeah. the money to to spend, they have the money to run and the Hell, time to do it. Get the NRA behind you and you know, but and and, and it's just it's, it's just like all right, these people are already powerful people. Like what what is what can a regular person like me do? Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I think that's still you know, a lot of that. Yeah, I think. I, I think for me, it's more more important than presidential election or you know even the midterms. It's just like getting involved in your own community yeah. and you know running for like council of your city something, or hell you yeah. know your something PTA. really local PTA. Getting exactly. involved locally because you can you know that's where you can have an impact you know right. on your life. Definitely, I I totally agree. Yeah. So um, we'll see what these next uh, two and a half years bring. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we spent. 22 minutes too long <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on politics. But that's good. Switch it up. Yeah. Um, so, CB, you uh, just came from, from Miami? I did. Uh, yeah. how, how, was, how was Miami? It was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. My first uh, Pakistani wedding. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was three days. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, it was three days. Never had to deal with anything like that before. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my homie, the first night. Like, some people, like, maybe drive up in, like, a dope car, like, in a Mustang or something. Mm -hmm. This dude rode up on a Mustang. Like, on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) My boy rode up on a horse. Um, It it was just wild, man. It was was super dope. Um, What does each night represent? So, the first night, it was a lot of... It it was almost like there was two receptions, almost. Like, the Thursday and the Saturday were almost like receptions. So, the Thursday night, um, we were actually dressed in, like, uh, traditional Pakistani garb and everything. It was super dope. That was a dope Uh, pick. I saw that. that that It was super dope. Um, Basically, they took pictures for what felt like three hours. Um, cause there was also like a lot of friends and family there. So mm-hmm. every, every set of, of people had to have pictures and everything. And then, you know, they opened up the dance floor and they had, you know, a ton of food and everything. The second night was actually like the ceremony. Um, so my man had the craziest hat I've ever seen. It had like, it looked like it had like a fan on it. <laughs> but it, it was wild. Uh, he, he had like these Aladdin shoes. Um, wow. the, the like curl, Peter the Pan, curl like they oh. curl up it like it was dope <laughs> it was super dope he rolled up in a Rolls Royce like it was it was extravagant it was wild um but they go through and this is like I said this is my first like um Pakistani wedding I've been to uh a Muslim wedding before but not mm-hmm. not like this mm-hmm. um they had like it, it's a little bit different how they do the vows they basically uh the guy that was officiating asked uh my man with three witnesses um they were some combination of both of their families you know do you accept you know her to be your wife had to ask three times he had to answer yes three times so then the witnesses had to go to 
the bride's chambers. Like it's just him up in the front in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Go to the bride's chambers, do the exact same thing, ask her, come back out, let us know whether she said yes or not. And then she had her like grand entrance and everything. Um, and then we got to eat and all this stuff. Like, wow. I mean, it was, and then they ro- rode off together in the rolls. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Where'd the horse go? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then the third night was basically the ceremony. Uh, so, I mean, it was super, there was a lot of dancing, tons of food, more pictures. I, I was saying, like, yo, they had to have had a couple thousand pictures taken throughout the weekend. Like, yo. it was just, it was wild. I'm sure um, that photographer had to cause several, I mean, several, many racks. It looked like cost was not much of an object yeah. when it came down to this, to this event. This exactly, right? That event. photographer. <laughs> So what they, music would they have a band or a DJ or so they had uh, they had DJs um, plural so <laughs> so like that's the I don't know if it was like the same guy or or gal each night yeah. but I know that there was there was a DJ um, each time and I mean it was it was a lot of fun uh, the third night uh, the 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 groom had this dance number that was a surprise for the bride oh. so like she wasn't she didn't know that this was going to be like something that you know he was going to do and us as groomsmen were involved so we learned this dance so basically for this 45 second thing that that we're doing because basically i guess they had this whole plan this whole you know itinerary of what how things were supposed mm-hmm. to go and so then there's like this break he brings her out into the middle of the dance floor. She's like sitting down in a chair just in front of everybody. He starts lip syncing this song, um, which I can't remember the name of the song. I'm, I can't, you know, I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> then at one point, all of us groomsmen come out, form like a flying V, and then go into this dance routine. And it was pretty hilarious. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, we're hitting like the floss and dance and like the <laughs> block boy JB and everything. Like it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was super entertaining. Nice. But, yeah. But it was, didn't get a whole lot of sleep. Um, it, it was just, it was a great time. All right. That's why, that's why I'm still tired. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Was it local or did you travel? It was. I mean, I flew down there. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so not local. Yeah, right? no. They're not Miami. He's Miami. Yeah, I was in yeah. Miami. So, um, did you get to do any like out like shopping or anything? Yeah, or? a little bit. Um, I mean, See the we were. House? <laughs> I mean, I wish, wish uh, could have shot some hoops. Exactly. But uh, they were like LeBron's in L.A. right now. I was like, all right, never mind. <laughs> but uh we i mean we got to uh hit up we hit up hollywood beach um on saturday for a little bit and uh one of my really good friends him and his fiance live in pembroke pines and they had just bought a house there and have a pool so we got to run by there check their pool out and grilled out for a nice. little bit so you know, all in all it was it was a lot of fun okay good good weekend which is why i was uh passed out by 8 30 9 o'clock on sunday so you get when did you get back here so we landed like at 11.15 and we stayed in the airport to watch the World Cup final because me, me and my brother are huge soccer fans. <laughs> we grew up playing like our entire lives and everything. And so this is one of our favorite sporting events, obviously. And uh, we took the earliest flight back that we could find. Mm-hmm. Um, other fun fact, uh, New England Patriots rookie Sony Michelle was on that flight. And I think I might have been the only person in the Recognize. airport that recognized them. <laughs> but um, tell them what happened before you even you saw. Them. So we had time to kill, so I'm mock drafting. I'm on the my ESPN app, just mock drafting. And he's a he was my favorite running back in the draft. I wanted the Redskins to take him so bad. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just like his Georgia highlight tape is crazy. So I drafted him in this mock draft, and then uh, my brother's girlfriend was like, "Oh, you know, we gotta we gotta go over to the gate or whatever." So go walk over there, and then. They're calling for the people that are in first class, which obviously was not us. Uh, but this guy strolls up, and uh, he's got he he doesn't he doesn't have like NFL gear on, but he has a New England Patriots like blue colored like Adidas tracksuit. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle's an Adidas athlete, and he's wearing like those Balenciaga sneakers. So I was like. 
Yo, that's Sony Michelle. This guy just drafted his <laughs> guy. He wheeled him into the airport. I felt right. like I did that. I was like, is he? he did I do right, this? You manifested it. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, like, it was it was like kind of weird. Like me and him definitely locked eyes twice. And I was in my mind because I didn't say anything, but I was like, I hope he doesn't think that this is weird. It was uh, like a commercial. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just funny because I mean, like football players, they wear helmets. There's not like you know. Outside of maybe a handful of guys, and most of them are quarterbacks, most people aren't going to recognize. Yeah. They're just gonna be like, "Oh man, that's another huge black guy." Right. Um, you know, he should uh, play football. Yeah, he mm-hmm. probably plays football or something. Like because I'm just that much of a football nerd. Like he's he was a guy that I just I knew it was him right away. Yeah. And so it was. It, that was just another dope fun fact for for the weekend. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of football, I um. I don't know if you if you followed this guy or not. I didn't know who he was, so my dad introduced him to me. We were at a, my dad's um, Mason cookout. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, man, I want you to introduce somebody. So he's like, you know who this is? The guy looked like LeVar Arrington. And I was didn't want to say LeVar because I knew it wasn't LeVar. He's like, it's Charles Grant. I was like, okay. It was Charles Grant. <laughs> he was like, um, he played for New England Patriots. He was on the Super Bowl team. He played with... Um, What's the running back? Reggie Bush mm-hmm. played with you know Drew and all of them. He won the Super Bowl with them, and he was with also, the Saints. Yeah, he was also on Greg Williams' hit squad. Oh, it's like, oh. <laughs> but when I mean, you see this dude, like he's he's was he got, like was he a D lineman? He's, yeah, he's got football stature written all over him. So talk to him a little bit. This cool guy. He was talking to my brother about my brother wants to open a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So he got to told him like I had a couple of those, and he's just trying to give him advice on how to. You know what the market is like on restaurants. Is every every athlete tries to have a restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's, it's easy, right. supposedly. But uh, that was that was that was a pretty good football story. Right. And so I looked him up. I was like, oh, this guy was legit. He went to one of them colleges in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So he's country strong for sure. <laughs> and um, he had a long, pretty long year in, in the league. Hey, I got a ring, Super Bowl ring. So. There you go. Um, yeah. so you got back Sunday, mm-hmm. and we're now. We're recording on a Tuesday. We're on Tuesday. So we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Um, Superfly. Yeah. King's Dominion. Yeah, man. It was dope. It was fun. You said you hadn't been in 15 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. So um, what was it like when you when you first got back there? I was just, still feels like it was, you know, when I was a kid. Even though the different rides and stuff like that. Um, just the atmosphere, the music, the fountains, and all that stuff. You the really smell get of funnel spirit. cake. My, my aunt's fried chicken. <laughs> big old pan. Of oh yeah, that's how you get brontosaurus chicken well, legs. That was crazy. Did you get funnel cake? Nah, I don't. I usually don't. My mom did get some funnel cake though. I love funnel um, cake, but I only eat it at like amusement parks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that was great, man. And and for me, it was more about just seeing the kids' faces seeing them have fun and and really having uh, having them have that memory with their yeah. other cousins and kind of building those bonds. Addie's um, 30 of us that went, you know, which was awesome. So Addie get on anything? Yeah. Um Is it Scooby? Is it she still called Scooby stunt, Doo? She got on the stunt coaster. Oh, she did. Oh, she But she's not a she's not a coaster fan, so when she got on it, she didn't get on anything else. <laughs> oh, that kind of took her away from it. It's like, yep, that's it. Nothing but kitty rise after that. I tried to talk her into getting on the on the grizzly, and then I got on the grizzly and forgot. I was like, "Yo, I forgot how intense this was." Like, it's, it's well, a good that's idea. the it's oldest ride in it. America. But I love it, man. Oh, rickety! Exactly. I think it even skips a track somewhere. It does. It, I, mean, I felt like I was gonna fly out of my seat so many times, um, but I rode it twice. So, you know, yeah, got to get a good concussion riding those. Um, Still got the mind eraser. I think my brother has some back issues from riding it wow. after it was over. I remember Kings Dominion. I mean, back and back, back. It used to be Paramount Kings Dominion. So you had mm-hmm. the Scooby Doo, right. you had mm-hmm. Astro, Days the of Thunder. Did you, oh, yeah, Days of Thunder ride there. The Hurler. Mm-hmm. But you had characters. Now, mm-hmm. is there, are there any characters that walk around? Uh, yeah, they have peanuts. The, oh, that, okay. Yeah, so like Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown, Lucy. We took a big picture with Lucy on the front. Oh, so they're yeah. that's right because they're now part under that that whole Cedar um, Fair. Yeah, Cedar there because mm-hmm. like Cedar Point. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Um, but now it was a great time, man. And uh, maybe we'll try to go back in the fall, I think. So For the Halloween we can actually thing. ride some stuff, you know. Um, but we had a great time, you know. I, I love amusement parks in general, though. Like just riding roller coasters and all that stuff. I'm into it. 
We have a yeah. Six Flags in our backyard and actually refuse yeah. to go to Six Flags. What else is there now? I don't even know. It's still like, there, Six Flags. But I mean, no, what rides are there? Like, oh, what, they, they got the Superman to get stuck every week. Yeah. yeah. That was on the news. <laughs> they even made Ricky Smiley's morning show that that's really? in Georgia, yeah. Do they still have the bit, the wild one or whatever? I think that's the, that's like their grizzly. Okay. I think yeah. that that still has to be there, but mm-hmm. I haven't been it's probably been fifteen years since I've been to that Six Flags too. We, we went for my sixth grade like field trip. And I remember getting on had the Wild One or right? whatever. Um, I don't remember, but I know I got on the wooden joint, and it's got it got white, the bar, exactly. white rickety, yep. Mm-hmm. And um, an adult who must have been a chaperone was sitting next to me. So think <laughs> about sixth grade Chris sitting next <laughs> to someone the size of Marcus here, and I'm just, I'm sitting here, I'm like. Yo, this bar is not even covering me. <laughs> I'm, I'm like holding on for dear life. I was like, yo. I was like, this is a terrible setup. <laughs> oh, man. Is, I'm too young to go. Right, exactly. exactly. I got so much life to live. I yeah, I will say like, now they've, they've graduated from the single bar. Now they have like individual. Individual, you have right. to have And seatbelts. Yeah. But now they're all, because back then they were like, um, they were almost crank locked. Yeah. yeah. Now you yeah. get at least the air, like mm-hmm. the the CO, the TO two to lock them in, mm-hmm. which those rides that 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 ride off of like the the air, yeah, a lot smoother. Yeah. Obviously, those are the ones that go a lot faster. Yeah. The coaster ones got got that. They are. I remember getting my first roller coaster ever rode. I think was the Rebel Yell, which is at. And that was that now was, called Racer Seventy Eight, I think. Now I don't even change the name of that yet. <laughs> they they still go backwards number. and forwards. Nah, and now they both go same direction. Oh, now. Okay, they brought it back to like the original design or whatever. So that was the first ride I ever got, and that I mean I never didn't know what a roller coaster was. You mm-hmm. talking about somebody who was probably like seven? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess that's one to conquer. But you know, as a yeah. young kid, and after that, I was I was fearless. I mean, yeah. I got on. The Scooby Doo, which is the one I probably should have started on, mm-hmm. um, but when you're a kid, you're young. You know, I was riding dirt bikes. You're mm-hmm. adrenaline. That if you're adrenaline junkie, that yeah. that just it has you on a whole high all day long. But then when you come down off that adrenaline, you you crash. Seriously. Yeah. But I remember it was years had gone by in between. I had been to amusement parks, but I had just lost my my spunk as far as riding roller coasters. Like I had developed a fear for some reason and just. Mm-hmm. And it was all about you have to get more life now. Exactly, you, you just you didn't like, have fears as a kid. Exactly, right. what is this? But I realized what it is. You have to get that first drop. Is mm-hmm. once you get past yeah. that first drop, that's it. Yeah. Um, first time but, I ever rode Superman, where you know where it didn't break down, because because uh, <laughs> when I actually for that same sixth grade field trip, mm-hmm. me and my friends were like, you know what? Let's go do Superman. It's the tallest ride in the park. Let's go do it. And as we were walking up to it, it got stuck. So I was like, I don't know all right, just well, been taking right. that ride down like, it, it, every year is the same problem. And then I wanted to do the, um, the Batman one. I don't mm-hmm. even know if that's still there. They lay you, you almost laying down like you're flying. Oh, wow. And then that one oh, got yeah. stuck one time. And uh, I was like the Batwing or whatever that, it was. But I'm like, I'll be damned if I'm going to get stuck. The Superman always gets stuck at, always at, gets the, stuck at the incline. Mm-hmm. And then you, they were like, yeah, it took about an hour for them to get off. These people are actually getting them out of their seats and walking yeah. down the stairs on the side. Yo. Hell no, right. dog. Exactly. <laughs> First of all, there's the way these heights and this fear of heights is set yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're lucky I'm on this road, but now mm. you want me to walk down? <sighs> yeah. We took um, Savannah on the log flume ride. Mm-hmm. With the big boat? Yeah. yeah. And um, it was so you were talking about adrenaline. Like yeah. she was charged up after that. Like, the whole time, the whole time she was riding in the stroller. The whole time we were at the park, laid out in the stroller. After that, she was pushing the stroller. She's pushing you in the stroller. Exactly. She was charged up, man. After that, that's what happens, though. Mm-hmm. The thing, what, what happened was I went to Disney World finally on a family trip, uh, and I that that fear was still there. But I knew they were getting ready to pay $80 for me to go into these parks. I had to get on every single thing <laughs> that, you know, that they, they put in my way. So mm-hmm. I got on um, Space Mountain. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was... Space Mountain Closet. probably would be a good one since you're in the dark. In the dark, right? And, but you would think, but you don't get to see what's in front of you. Right. You're like, oh, God, what am I doing? But <laughs> that was... And I remember the line, so you're two hours away from riding the most incredible yeah. roller coaster. Like, two hours. So, like, this, this, 
intense fear is building up in me for two hours. And like my feet are starting to drag as it says, all right, 10 minutes away. Then it says five. Then the next second I'm on the, on the track. And luckily it was in the dark. So yeah. like I said, I'm scooting down, just hoping like, I'm like hoping none of the bars go over top of my right. head. So, but now I'm all about it. Like I, I've, I've that adrenaline is still there. I want to ride. So hopefully mm-hmm. I can get to Kings of Maine soon. Mm-hmm. Um, any other, Oh, so you got back Sunday, right? Yeah. Today is now Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow will be Wednesday. Yep. What's in store for tomorrow? So I am flying out to South Africa. I'll be there for a week and a half because uh, my uh, beautiful sister's getting married. So we're gonna nice gonna have a a wedding and a vacation, all, family vacation, all in one. Nice. So yeah. You've been tearing up that runway. I mean, dude, I was joking about it at work. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm basically gone until August. See you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> work like, you know, five days this month, 10 days this month. Okay. So uh, we're going to need to fill in for CB right? <laughs> while he's gone on his luxurious trip. Are you um, be interviewing some lions and stuff out there? Yeah, actually, we probably should give you a call. <laughs> like, yeah, we went to Vermont. Now we're in South Africa. Yeah, right. Exactly. What's the, you know the time difference? Uh, they are ahead six hours. Oh, it's kind so, of like the Hawaii thing. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it's going to be wild, like, because, so at least when, so, because went to Hawaii last year, and obviously you've been there many times. Um, Shout out like, to my, <laughs> your my, my Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> like, to get there and then to come back, you're, you're basically losing six hours yeah. when you come back, but it's the opposite there. So I'm, I'm coming back. But it'll be like earlier in the day than I like it'll like I'm leaving on a Friday, but I'm showing up earlier here, like on Saturday yep. than I would have thought. Yep. And it's just it's just wow, because time travel is a real thing. Apparently. Right. Super fly. So. You ever been on a, a flight a trip with a different time zones? Yeah, been to different time zones. Not crazy, though. Um, like I flew to Cali. I flown, okay. That's uh, what, three, three yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah flown to Mexico. OK. Yeah. Not when too I, crazy, though. On the West Coast, I've felt like I'm the most productive person since it's a three-hour exactly. difference. Exactly, you're not like, getting up. Six I'm o'clock like in the morning six o'clock. Nothing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That that's an easy recovery. That yeah. like mm-hmm. Vegas is same yeah. thing. Like yeah, two same, to three, two two or three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I, haven't, I haven't been to anywhere where out six hours is the biggest mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I plan to go. I want to do some some more extensive traveling where I have to like maybe a day, you know, mm-hmm. but. Hawaii, that's six hours. Like you, if you leave here in the morning, mm-hmm. you get there in the morning because yeah. you're, you're gaining six hours. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can always tell who's visiting because it'd be two two o'clock in the morning Hawaii time. Everybody's getting ready to settle in, go to bed, and everybody. But all the visitors are up, wide awake, <laughs> wanting to do something. Right. Because that's just how that's how it's set up. Like I, two o'clock there is eight o'clock here, and I I'm like I'm wide awake the entire time. Like I, when we went last year, I did not sleep on the flight there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, then I just stayed up cause I was like, I need to just get to the point where I'm exhausted. Right. So I'll sleep here it never works. on, you know, you know, their schedule, but we were partying. So, you know, never really got into the groove. So that's a, it's a good trip. You've been to Hawaii yet? No, so, I, I would love to at some point. Yeah. Get to go back next year. My best friend's getting that, married. So, so I think if I can relate to. The last time I went out to Hawaii was the last time my dad paid for me going. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently I need to save up some money and I need to, yeah. I need to go out there. Um, but when you get out there, try, I mean, it's all it's all beautiful no matter where you go. Um, except if you're with the volcano right yeah, now. Yeah, I guess. It's still if you're beautiful. On, I guess if you're on the, uh, the main island the main or whatever. Island, yeah. um, I, was, I was asking my buddy because he lives in Honolulu. And I was like, do y'all have volcano insurance? He was like. Oh, I mean, they probably do on the on the Big Island, but you know, you know, we don't hear. Right. Like, oh, okay. Well, there's I, another. I, was, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they get that 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 slows down sooner. Yeah. Than later. Hopefully. What's the size? What's if you could equate the size of the islands to like states or cities here? Like, how big is it? Hmm. How big are they? So Maui, uh, Maui is probably my favorite because it's countryside. Uh, I've seen. Like, I feel like I've seen all of Maui. So Maui would feel like. Now mind you, as islands, it's a circle. Right. But Maui feels almost like 
I want to say Maryland, maybe. Okay. I don't, don't want to say Roanoke, Virginia, because Virginia's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you, you keep driving, Virginia's deeper and deeper. Yeah. So almost like Maryland, because you can, you almost feel like you can see every every point of Maryland that there is mm-hmm. without without there being like a long stretch of time before you can make it back in a circle. Okay. Right. Um, Oahu. I feel like that's kind of like it felt small. Yeah, Oahu. Because you we could drive because from, it's clustered. Oahu yeah. is is that's where the base is. That's where the, mm-hmm. the stadium is. Yep. Um, that would probably feel like New York. Probably more so. Yeah, okay. just because more you have yeah you have the, the 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 city, but then you can if you drive out you'll have still get some land. Um, okay, I got a really hilarious story about. When we were there for vacation okay, last year, for it. Well, why were they, why were we here? <laughs> um, and it just to to equate the size uh-huh. of everything. So we were uh, we went out one night and uh, we go to this um, uh, this one hotel bar club whatever. And my one boy, we had been drinking all day. You know, we're we're celebrating the fact that we're we're out here visiting our you know our best friend that lives out there, and. Um, it's like me, two of my boys, and then my brother, his girlfriend, and uh, one or two of my buddy's um, uh, friends that he works with. He's, he's a soldier out there. And um, so it gets to a point in the night where it's just me and my one other friend at, at the bar. And I'm like, bro, I'll be right back. Got to go take a leak. Be right back. So I go. I come back. And my man is gone. He's nowhere to be found. <laughs> Like, we are searching everywhere in this place. Like, because I was like, first of all, why am I the only one that was watching him? Like, why, why was no one else having eyes on him? Why am I being responsible for this? Right. <laughs> I'm on vacation, too. Like, I don't understand. So, my, my buddy was like, maybe he went to the karaoke bar. I was like, well, that's a stupid idea. But you want to go to the karaoke bar. So, <laughs> let's, go look let, let, let's go look for him at the karaoke bar. Go to karaoke bar. Of course he's not there because we had to drive there. There's no way he was going to be there. So it gets to a point in the night where we're like, yo, we need to go back because we need to find him. He's now not been with us for a couple hours. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to have flown all the way out to Hawaii to lose one of my best friends. Like His wife would kill me if I came back without him. And now we'd both be dead. Like I can't have that. So we go back. We're trying to find him. We're trying to find him. We cannot find this man. We're going on the beach. Uh, we're asking the cops if anyone got arrested. <laughs> like, we're wow. trying to... Nothing. What made it worse was this guy had the key to my buddy's apartment. Because before the night started, oh. he made a play to say that he was the most responsible one. So he should be holding <laughs> the key. <laughs> and and this, is right, this is right... Uh, after exactly this is this is right after my boy who who lives there had told me that i was going to get to be the best man at his wedding once he proposed to his girlfriend (laughs) so so i'm telling i'm like all right i just want you to remember that you are not entrusting your apartment key to your best man you're you know entrusting it to our other homie i mean Mm -hmm. you know whatever but so we're like damn yo like how are we gonna get back in the crib even getting into the elevator in his apartment complex, you need a key. Like you, there's no way for you to get in there without one. And so we get back, it's like, it's late. And um, he, he has a neighbor who, who helps get us in or whatever. And my buddy's like, don't worry. And this is classic him. He was like, don't worry. All we got to do is get up to the floor because I don't lock the door. And so we're like, well, that sounds exactly like something he would do. It did so lock we, the door to his apartment. To his apartment, yeah. He and the thing is, is this friend, <laughs> this friend used to live with me and uh, like my parents mm-hmm. uh, for for a couple years, and it's just it's just classic game. Like he always loses keys or whatever. He mm-hmm. just leaves stuff open. Well, it's like really, um, you know, are you really keeping other people out or are you keeping yourself in? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But so we we get up there and guess what? My buddy who had the key was the last one to leave the apartment and because he's responsible he locked the door <laughs> <laughs> so we're out there we're sitting out there and this is after me and him had had a heated exchange because i'm getting pissed that you know he didn't he wasn't trying to look for him earlier and all this stuff and you know kind of just 
you know, freaking out about the fact that we, we, we lost, like, our friend. We literally lost him in a foreign land. Like, you know. <laughs> but so then, Hangover too. in right. a moment of drunk brilliance, and his now fiance is not going to want to hear this, so I wonder if, if she listens to this, I'll know because she, she will call me. He was like, let me get back into the elevator. Let me go to the car because uh, we Ubered to wherever we were going. We didn't mm-hmm. drive anywhere. He was like, I got a spare in the car. And we're like, dude, but it's, it's in the car. He was like, I'll leave it unlocked. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so this man goes to the car. The car is unlocked. Gets the spare key that if we had known that was there the entire time, we wouldn't have freaked out as much. Right. So we get, we get in. We're trying to call this man. He's not picking up. Whatever. So we're like, you know, at this point, there's nothing we can do. I'm going to leave my phone charging out in the living room. That's where my buddy was, uh, my buddy was sleeping because he had donated his, his room to my brother and his girlfriend. He was like, I'll sleep out here. If he comes into the house, you know, like I'll be able to hear him, blah, blah, blah. What had happened was our friend had blacked out, gone up to the third floor of this hotel, which is where the lobby was for the hotel, and passed out in the lobby of the hotel on one of the couches. <laughs> how he knew where the elevators were, how he got up to the third floor, nobody knows. He doesn't know. <laughs> but he got woken up by one of the hotel staff at like three in the morning. He was like, sir, do you have a room? And he like looked around and he was like, nah. <laughs> and then this here. man walked from the hotel in Hon- like in Honolulu to my buddy's uh, apartment, which was like forty five minutes away. Jeez. Like he 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 made a forty five minute trek because he was like, it was almost like he uh, he was punishing himself for this. And uh, so I ended up waking up at like six in the morning, and me and him were supposed to be sharing an air mattress in uh, the study in my buddy's house. And so I was like, before I get up, I'm just gonna peek over to see if this motherfucker's over here. And I look over my shoulder. Lucky enough, he's there. My buddy, who was sleeping in the living room, did not hear any of the phone calls that because he had then <laughs> called us back, and he walked in through the front door, but he still didn't wake up. So we get up in the morning, and my friend out in the living room is still talking trash. He's like, "I can't believe this guy," blah blah blah. And then out of the room, my bo- my boy, my other boy walks out, and he's like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> it was Man. it was, and this was like the second night that we were there, bro. It it was just it was Man. wild. It was just absolutely wild. That's how fellas wild. trips are supposed to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. how fellas trip. I mean, if somebody a... don't disappear, it's not right. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> too many of those. Yeah. Too many stories where homies just disappear and dumb I stuff happens. Some good fellas Vegas trip stories. I, I we, we have we a Vegas trip. Right. <laughs> we, we cut the mics. I can tell <laughs> you stories. We got some Vegas. Tri- <laughs> we got a Vegas trip story where we lost a friend. Um, we actually lost two friends. And what was hilarious is right before we left on this trip. A couple of our girlfriends that you know we hang out with were like, "Don't lose so and so," and we're like, "No, we're not gonna lose so and so. We lost him on the first night. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's, 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 you, you been know? to Vegas before? No, mm-hmm. man. It's something about them lights about Vegas, like where is I can see how I Hawaii. I can't. See, I guess it's easy to lose somebody, <laughs> but I mean, me, I got family. But right. Vegas, yeah, dog. If you aren't turned on by these lights, those lights, I'm. Are sexy. Yeah. The, 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 the attraction <laughs> about Vegas. Just, I mean, when I say lights, I'm not talking about the lights in general, but just the atmosphere mm-hmm. is sexy. That is, and it's, it's a sexy it, place. Exactly. It, it really is. And though. trashy. But um, first time I went, I went. Um, my dad. I had just turned 21. It's 22. We're but, recording. No, 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 no. This, this is this is a family oriented trip. Right. So was the first time I went, my dad. I had uh, paid for everybody to go. That was everybody's Christmas gift. I told them my aunts, my uncle, his in-laws, me. Um, you know, I think they were younger. So my brothers, they were younger at the time. So we stayed at Circus Circus. That's the family order one. So we got the amusement park inside of mm-hmm. it and all that. And me, at this point, I'm staying with... Okay, so I can tell the story. <laughs> I'm staying with my, my dad's childhood best friend. He's Me and him got our own room. Mm-hmm. So he's a bachelor this point yeah no i wasn't a bachelor but 
anyways, we had a room together. Yeah. And so we he was like, yo, again, let's let's just hang out. Let's just let's conquer these streets of Vegas. And me, at this point, like your first trip, you're gonna be uh ignorant to to everything that goes on out there because it's a system. It that thing is an oiled motorized machine. Mm-hmm. And if I when I when I went back recently well, no, two trips ago when I went with my cousin for his bachelor party, I'm like, if you think you can come out here and work this city, you got another thing coming. This is a machine. This is a 24-hour machine that doesn't sleep. You're going to get eaten alive. Mm-hmm. So anyways, me and my, my dad's uh, childhood friend, I think we, we spent a couple you know, hours on the strip together, whatever, just looking around different stuff, being nosy. Uh, they got those card flippers on the on the corners. Uh-huh. Um, those infamous card flippers where, you know, they... <laughs> They give you business cards of services you can get around town. Mm-hmm. I know some people that tried calling the phone numbers on those cards. Yeah, yo. that's that's look Ugh. again. It's not as like what it seems. It's a, it's a well-oiled machine. Yeah. You, you're gonna, it, it, it's no one's oh, gonna geez. conquer Vegas. Vegas always conquers you. Yep. Anyway, so he disappears. He's like he's like yo. He's a young and I'm been walking too long. I'm just gonna go back to the room, and catch me a nap. Okay, cool, whatever. So I meet up with some other folks that's with us on the trip. And we just start hanging and we do our thing. So um, it started to become early evening. I was like, hey, well, if we go to this club tonight, I need to go back to the room and get, get fresh because about to tear, this, tear the club up in Vegas. We could go, <laughs> supposed to go to the Palms, a place called Rain. It's in yeah. the Palms. Mm-hmm. Supposed to go there and it's like, all right, let's do it. So I hadn't seen my dad, my dad's friend in a minute. He's going, he said he was going to go take a nap and go gamble, whatever. So I walk into the room and this dude is. In his tidy whities sprawled across the bed, eating pizza and got henny on the on the uh, nightstand. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like Vegas. I was like, <laughs> I was like Vegas. Right, oh, right. Yeah, you got it. You got. It. But that was. I mean, that. I know J.R. Smith was your dad's uh, well, that, right, family you friend, think, right? <laughs> I, but that I needed that trip to at least learn that because my, my dad hit me to some stuff that was you know things i need to pay attention to out mm-hmm. there is i mean obviously the, they say the mob is still evolved someone out there but i mean they got a high i mean it's like trafficking anything you know yeah. it's mm-hmm. a desert so but um that was cool so if you ever get out to vegas mm-hmm. just talk to people who've gone before get some get some tips i, I i've been there five times now so i can you're a professional some, some now. Help, get some helpful tips. I've been there for every type of trip you want to go on. Family. I've been with um, my best friend out mm-hmm. there. I've been for a bachelor party out there. Yeah. And each each time has been a different experience. The most recent, real quick, most recent time I went was more of an adult trip. Mm-hmm. It was me and my best friend's surprise birthday party. His wife flew me out there. First of all, I was, we were supposed to fly. Our planes were supposed to land around the same time. And I was supposed to, you know, surprise him, and we were gonna meet up. And he never knew I was coming, so he didn't know where he was going until he got his ticket the day she dropped him off. So, of course, I was flying Spirit. <laughs> so my flight was delayed about an hour and a half. Golly. So we had, but I got out there. He had already got to the hotel and all that, whatever. So I surprised him by meeting him at the hotel, whatever. But we did stuff that. I like touristy stuff, which was fun. We rented a car. We went to the Hoover Dam, mm-hmm. and if, if 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 you're afraid of heights, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, Hoover Dam will take all will make your nuts drop all the way down <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Everybody's afraid of heights. You know that feeling. Yeah, that gut punch, <laughs> and you start walking real slow, and you're holding onto the side, feeling like you're about to fall. Yeah, it does. It was beautiful. Yeah, but. It's just, you don't want nobody touching you, getting no close to you, because I don't know any of these people. But uh, we did that. I went to Old Vegas and saw a lot of stuff I hadn't seen before. I realized next time I go, I'm staying in Old Vegas because I know the strip, what it brings. Um, It's expensive. Old Vegas, got some really nice five-star hotels, half the price. Hmm. And but then with the way Uber is set up, you can catch Uber to the strip, which is like five minutes, catch the bus. Um, But I did a lot of fun stuff in Old Vegas that I would have never... Thought known to do. about right yeah you got a place called um heart attack grill and, and, oh heard about that and that's where you weigh yourself on this big scale outside before you go in and they're saying they're guaranteeing you're going to gain 10 pounds inside there they cook all their food in lard 
So I, you go in, yeah, and, you, and then, oh, and you if you wild weigh, stories exactly. about that if place. you weigh over three hundred pounds, you eat for free. Wow. So you go in, order your food, you get burgers and hot dogs. And it's a good thing there's no like height requirement. You eat for free. I, mean, I never eat for free. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> but go inside. So they have a stipulation. It's like their food comes plentiful. Like the burgers, they only start at like double quarter pounders. There's no singles. There's no nothing. Maybe a kid's menu, but there's only doubles, triples, some cases quadruples. Whew. And like a pound of fries, and then you get a drink. Thing is, they want you have to finish all your food, or if not, you get spanked by a midget. No, little person, little person, politically right, little person. I'm sorry. So that's the thing. She has a paddle. They all dressed in nurses' uniforms, and if you don't finish your food, or even if you want, you get spanked. They're pulled in the middle of the of the restaurant and get spanked. It's wild. Vegas, baby, Vegas. <laughs> but um, yeah. Fun. So Fun speaking, of, we can we can that this is a perfect tie-in for this uh, keto that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not um, doing any of this heart attack. Heart attack. Actually, grill. I probably could without the bun. Yeah, without and the, the ketchup. Bun. Yeah, and the fries. And the fries. And the lard. Uh, and the lard. Oh, help. Lard is lard fat. I need that. That's why I don't want to go back. <laughs> nah. But this keto thing is. We'll do an episode on location. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. All slow and this is. This is Kaleo. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but this keto thing is um, a month in. I'm going on my second month now. Um, it's been an interesting journey. I still haven't reached full ketosis. And me and CB have our, our, our talks about that. Because I get, I get frustrated. Because I'm like, Damn, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I, I think here and there, I pay it. I think certain small things that I just, I think if I take in too many carbs one day or just a little bit over the limit, mm-hmm. that may throw me off. Or too much protein, I didn't realize turning the sugar right. mm-hmm. throws me off. Mm-hmm. But I actually, as much fatty foods as it requires, I can't, not stomach it, but I'm full. Like by the time yeah. you want me to eat all this fatty food and I can't do it. I'm, mm-hmm. like, at this point, like my appetite has decreased. Mm-hmm. So. But it's, I mean, I, but you have seen some decent progress through, through this first month at least. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah. I need to know where I, I did my start weight. Like I, I'm one of those people who work out. I don't, I don't weigh myself because it's either going to just put the work in, mm-hmm. and it's either weighing yourself can either discourage you or encourage you. Yep. Most people are discouraged by, by, by their weight because they you know, feel like they put in. All this work, you know, four or five days a week, they've been working out, they've been sweating, they've been eating right, and there's only a two, three pound difference, and you feel like you've worked off at least 10. But we talked about on that show with Greg as far as, you know, your weight doesn't necessarily say who you are. Right. Um, But I needed to know a start weight so I can at least know when I weigh myself at the end of the strict ketosis, keto, that I'm going to go, I don't know where my my weight is. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had where I was at before I even started keto. Um, but I didn't know the exact number. So when I went to weigh myself two weeks in, I was already down like 15 to 20 pounds. Yeah. So I was like, wow. So now I, that was two weeks ago. I can only imagine where I'm at now, mm-hmm. but that's why I'm not going to, I'm just going to keep doing the work and, mm-hmm. and getting And I'm also CB's got me on this five by six, six by five, six, it's six by five, six by yeah. five muscle, uh, like, Trying to up your weight as far as lifting uh, regimen, it's it's pretty dope. It's yeah, it's fire. Yeah, trying to trying to help my man out, you know. There we go. Thanks. Right. Yeah, and I was saying like even if you haven't been getting into full keto, the fact that you've been cutting out sugar, the fact that you've you know still been for the most part low carb, even if it's not fully keto, mm-hmm. because when I was doing when I was strictly keto last year, like. I was drinking, like I was putting coconut oil in my in my coffee. Like I was doing all that kind of stuff. The butter too, and the butter, like because it was the only way to actually get that much fat in. Because mm-hmm. like you're, like you're experiencing, it's tough, and like so it's one of those things where the fact that you've even been mostly low carb, if not keto, mm-hmm. um, and you've cut out sugars, you know that in itself is something that certainly is helping because you're not you're not eating like breads and stuff like like you were anymore mm-hmm. um you're getting most of the your carbs from veggies and things like that so um if anything there's still good like lifestyle changes yeah you know yeah, that definitely. are coming out of it 
Definitely. So, uh, yeah, this, this is pretty much all I got. Yeah. We worked our way through episode 22. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we worked, we got through it. Yeah. Uh, anything else you might want to... there's no for the soul tonight by the way yeah. I got on my my dad's uh, slippers along with uh, Superfly and yeah yeah, y'all got your barbecue fours on exactly mm-hmm. I got my gym shoes on so everybody's just comfort right below, so. we're hoping we're supposed to have a softball game tonight and got rained out then yeah, it got no hot as heck and <laughs> so by the time it would have been game time everything was dry dry like, golly yeah. <laughs> That's the weather for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's DC weather, man. Uh, shout out to Bryce Harper. Went yeah. in the home run. Did you watch the home run derby yeah. last mm-hmm. night? That, that was, was that was dope. intense. Yeah. That was dope. Thirty seconds, right? Yeah, and the last turned. thirty seconds, he was down like what six, seven home runs. Mm-hmm. He was down. Yeah. He, so and he hit he hit like seven in a row to tie it up, and then he had qualified for what the His extra thirty seconds. Dad was yeah. throwing him Nolan Ryan pitches out there, like dude, like. Take this, keep t-ball it to him. Like this is what are you doing? <laughs> He's like pitching the ball to him, soon. like pitching on the inside so he can't hit it. Pitching too far on the outside, like he was nervous, man. It's a big crowd to be in front of, man. And when, in the finals, I understand it, that ball know. get a little heavier. You're hanging, probably, yeah, probably a little tired. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny because they're they're always talking about how like his dad throws cut fastballs, like. Throwing a pitch with movement is not generally what you want in a home run derby. Right? Not but, at all. Hey, they've been to two finals together, and they finally I and they got the you one. Pick your own so, guy yeah. you want to pitch into. Yeah. So I think a lot of guys generally use like whoever the BP pitching mm-hmm. coach is for the team. One dude had his brother though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that. One. Like that. Fun. That kind of stuff makes it so much cooler. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Bryce does it with his dad. You know, that that's a great backyard. Story. Yeah. Backyard stuff. Yeah. All right. Well. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, we are something else. W e r s u m t h i n e l s e on all platforms. All of them. Um, Superfly, Superfly Superfly underscore TNT, Superfly Friends, all platforms. All right, let's go. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. You raw dog at the party. So bring some protection before you get a little infection. That way you both can win when you wear your rough skin. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now, now.